Spring Masterpiece, page 93. Ephesians 2.10 For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You, my friend, are a work of art. Before you begin listing off all those imperfections you dwell on, let me give you some perspective. The Greek word used for workmanship in Ephesians 2 is poemia, from which we get our English words poem and poetry. Poetry is art. The best art is beautiful, unique, and treasured. The French artist Edgar Degas once said, Art is not what you see, but what you make others see. It is an expression of what is most valuable to the one creating. Art gives form to the most significant stories the artist seeks to tell. And you are God's art. You are the work of his hands, divine poetry made to bring glory to him. You are God's workmanship. The artist's touch. When God creates, he always makes a masterpiece. He is impeccable, giving the greatest attention to detail. He is not half-hearted in his workmanship or undecided in his purpose. Even the inky seas and watercolor sunsets serve their purpose, if only to declare his glory and cause praise to swell in our hearts. God is a masterful artist. You've seen a painter with his palette on his, on his finger, and he has ugly little daubs of paint on the palette. What can he do with those spots? Go in and see the picture. What splendid painting. In an even wiser way does Jesus act towards us. He takes us poor smudges of paint and he makes the blessed picture of his grace out of us. It is neither the brush nor the paint he uses, but it is the skill of his own hand which does it all. C.H. Spurgeon Maybe you and I struggle to see God's great workmanship in our lives because we forget our purpose. We weren't created masterfully so that we might shine brighter than others or look more beautiful in the latest fashions or make a name for ourselves. We were lovingly created in Christ Jesus for good works designed by God just for us. You are beautiful. You are unique and treasured. And he's not even through with you yet. You are an expression that flows from what is most valuable to the creator, God himself created to be beautifully created to beautifully declare the most significant story our savior has to tell you are nothing short of a pomia today art is not what you see but what you make others see acre degas respond in what ways in your life is an expression of poetry in action oh in what ways is your life an expression of poetry in action Diving deeper, Psalms 103. I got smart this time and I opened my Bible app before I started so I didn't have to have quite as much downtime. Psalms 100, verse 3. ESV. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who had made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Isaiah 60, 21.
Your people shall be righteous. They shall possess the land forever. The branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I might be glorified. And Isaiah 64, 8. But now, O Lord, you are our Father, we are the clay, and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. Reading again, Masterpiece, Ephesians 2.10. And this time, I want to read Ephesians from ESV as well. So, Ephesians, which is the New Testament, 2.10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let me read it again in the message. Hmm. And the message is actually 7 through 10. Now God has us where he wants us with all the time in the world and the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No, we neither make or save ourselves. God does the making and the saving. He created each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work that he does, the good work he has gotten ready for us to do, the work we better be doing. You, my friend, are a work of art. Ah, yes, absolutely. And before you begin listing off all those imperfections you dwell on, let me give you some perspective. The Greek word used for workmanship in Ephesians 2 is ponia, ponia, from which we get our English words poem and poetry. Poetry is art. And full, full confession here, poetry is stupid. I hate poetry. I failed poetry in college the first time I take, took it. It's annoying because the words will say things like, um, well, I remember in the class we had, we took, there was a, a poem about a woman sitting in a gas station in a rocking chair with a cat and the curtains were blue and, and it just sounded like a woman sitting on a porch, except it was a gas station. So it was a little weird, but then we ended up having to spend a semester on it. It was like Sylvia Plath or something. And it was actually about, I don't know where they got it, but apparently the color blue of the curtains meant that there was angst in racial societies that was causing an impending doom if we didn't open our eyes and awaken to the the dawning sunset of communism or some other garbage like that. So, no, I kind of hate poetry. So to tell me poetry is art is kind of... Ugh. And yet... I do get this. I do get this whole, you are a work of art. I had a conversation this Christmas with um, people at church. I'd been painting signs for Campfire Christmas. And as I would paint the word, my paintbrush would run out of paint. And yet... I liked those imperfections. It was in fact the imperfections I felt that gave it beauty. And 
and talking to others, that I think is one of the things that sets an artist apart. An artist lets the paint do the work. An artist steps back and sees the imperfections and yet goes, no, that's the patina that makes it beautiful. When you do something absolutely perfect, it's not always right. I'm a musician. I grew up um, playing the piano. And one of the things I would get as feedback is that you could feel what I was feeling when I played. My sister was actually technically better than I was. She had technical perfection. And yet people would tell her and her feedback was, it's a little robotic. It's a little, uh, it's a little too perfect. And, and I think there, in the midst of all of that, that's what makes an artist. An artist is one who creates without thoughts of perfection, but creates because there's beauty in the creation. So I may not like poetry, but I do think the best art is beautiful and unique. And it says here that it's treasured, but I think it should be treasured. And I think that oftentimes, well, oftentimes we don't treasure the beauty in front of us. The French artist Degas once said, art is not what you see, but what makes others see. And I like that, but often I also think it's in the eye of the beholder. How I look at my children is not how anyone else sees them. My daughter looks in the mirror and doesn't see what I see. I see a gorgeous warrior princess. I see someone ready to take on the world. I see uh, an amazing womanly sexuality that is both innocent, seductive, powerful, and dangerous. And yet all of it's gorgeous. But I don't know if she sees that when she looks in the mirror. When my son looks in the mirror, he sees a kid with purple hair and some pimples. But that's that's not what I see. I see someone who's grown. And I see someone who's gotten tall. I see see all of him too. There's There's a part of a parent that when they look at their child... I still see the two-year-old Tyler. I still see five-year-old Tyler and seven-year-old Tyler and sick Tyler and healthy Tyler and joyful Tyler. And when I look at him, I see all of those things. And I think, I think when God looks at us, he gets to see all of that too. And we are God's art, the work of his hands, poetry and motion made to bring glory to him. It's not just that we're made to bring glory to him. It's that his joy is complete in us. When God creates, he always makes a masterpiece. He is impeccable, giving the greatest attention to detail, not half-hearted in his workmanship, not undecided in his purpose. Even the inky seas and the watercolor sunsets serve their purpose. They declare his glory and they cause praise to swell in our hearts. God is a masterful artist. Maybe you and I struggle to see God's great workmanship in our lives because we forget our purpose. We're we're not just created to bring him glory though. We're created because he we bring him joy 
by just being in the same way that our children bring our joy bring us joy by just being it's not about doing it's about being so relax your kids of course they bring you more joy when they're not causing chaos but just watching them eat a sandwich that I made and joyfully tell me about their day brings me delight. That's what that's what it's talking about when it says that we bring him glory, that we bring him joy. It's in our being, it's not in our doing. We are lovingly created in Christ Jesus for good works designed by God for us. You. You are beautiful. You are unique. You are to be treasured. And he's not through with you yet. He's going to continue to make you beautiful. You will continue to be an expression of joy that flows from what is most valuable. God himself. Created to beautifully declare the most significant story our Savior has to tell. That he loves us. That he loves you. Delight in his love. Relax in his love. Let it wash over you and make you beautiful.